welcome back to a little bit deep podcast with sophie and eden today we will be talking about healing from a broken family the way it impacts your identity and the way you view the world we hope you enjoy hello hello welcome a big week i know how's it i don't know i feel like every week's big everyone You've had a big week. We know. We know. Yeah, we know you've had a big week. That's what I'm saying. I'm here to I'm here to talk about your week, guys. Let's get straight into it. Eden, how are you? Let's give me hit me with your rose stem and thorn. What's going on? All right. My rose is I have been spending less time on social media. So yes. pretty much unless I am um, like posting for the podcast or checking in on something like that. I don't have the app on my phone. So I've just been using Instagram so much less. It's been, it's just been amazing. So if I haven't replied to your message, that's why. She's not um, ignoring yeah, it's you. Been, yeah, I'm not ignoring anyone, but it's been, yeah, really good for my mental state. Just for now, I just, it's just a cleanse. It's been about a month. Can you believe it? Wow, that's really good. So I've been like, detoxing for a while now it's been amazing my habits are definitely changing are you still like on tiktok on other apps yeah i'm still on tiktok okay yep because i need (laughs) something to do (laughs) you're like i need a i need a cleanse but i also need to distract myself so i'm just yeah one at a time (laughs) uh it's called detoxing for a reason you don't want to cold turkey it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's so fair you gotta yeah wean off it wean off it yeah literally but yeah how about you Soph what's yours uh my rose this week is that I finished uni for the trimester thank the lord amazing I mean I've only got a couple weeks break but I am gonna soak that up as much as I can and it's just nice to not have it on my mind so that's my rose and my stem kind of related to that is my area of growth is to create more space um Eden you'll laugh at me Eden's nodding she's like yes yes you need this she hasn't Um, done it yet by the way guys not yet anyways not yet um this is why it's my point of growth because I have not been good at this especially the last I would say month I have been running on a rat wheel is that is that the saying yeah Um, rat wheel yeah hamster wheel I don't know anyway um All of the little rodent wheels. The wheels, those um, little wheels. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, my area of growth is to create more space. And what I mean by that is to underplan, um, say no to social things. This is my, for the next two weeks, I'll be doing this. So friends, if you're listening and I blow you off, I love you, but I just really am desperate for some alone time right now. I just need to create more space to do nothing, to sit with myself, to sit with my emotions, to process all the changes that are happening in my life and get back to a good mental state because right now I am not there um, and it's really impacting me in multiple areas of my life. So that is my STEM. What about you? My STEM is just that I have been feeling really good within myself. Like I'm feeling, yeah, I'm just feeling really peaceful. Pop off. Which is nice. And I just think everything that I've been kind of working through this year is paying off and I'm like coming out into this other 
new me, which I'm liking. So I that's love that. me, my stem and my thorn would, um, I don't really have a thorn. Like I, I, I guess I'm just, you're in your Zen era. I think my thorn would just be like, I'm ready to have some fun. Like it's been a, a little bit of a, a slow year and it's been, it's been good, but yeah, I'm just ready to enjoy summer. That's what I'm ready for. Yeah. Yeah. So that my thorn is that I'm impatient for that now, you know? Yes. Okay. You're you're ready to have fun, be around yep. your friends. I'm ready just... to freaking go. Yeah, so let's go. Catch All me right. going very soon. <laughs> <laughs> catch Eden out and about. She will be there. Out and about. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Eden? She's out. <laughs> Anywhere but home. She's out. Um about you, so um oh god okay I okay so my thorn seeing everybody it seems on social media is either in Bali or Europe right now everyone every single person I'm not even exaggerating like I I just don't I it's crazy it's like oh no yeah I know a lot of people are over there whatever that happens this time every year no I swear every story I look at they're in Bali or Europe And you go, like, I'm not, I'm not mad. Like a lot of them are my friends and I'm like living through you and it's great, but like, I'm not there. And that's my thorn (laughs) because I want to be, I want to be there. I feel that. I feel that so hard. Um, I'm like, yeah, I really deserve a trip to Bali and Europe right now. And I'm just not there. And I know that's the most first world problem, but it's still a problem. So I'm, that's my thorn this week. I was literally planning a Bali trip last night. I'm like, <laughs> far out, get me there. Yeah, now. I'm like, I, I just Eden and I went to Bali in 2019 together, and it, it was, was actually so 2020. Fun. We actually went. Sorry, just it was 2020. COVID in 2020. Yep. Yep, just before COVID, and it was so fun. It was both our last like whole big holiday that's the last time I went on a holiday (sighs) that same yeah like yeah both of us so I think we're both due for a trip very soon anyway yeah if you catch me in Bali soon that's because Eden Eden's out and she's in Bali (laughs) yeah she's out in Bali please please manifesting that right now So the topic we're going to be covering today is broken families and how it has impacted our lives because Soph and I both come from uh, families of divorce. We also want to talk about just the way that it impacts the way you grow up and the way you view relationships and marriage as well. So we want to just share kind of our stories and just our opinions and views on how it has shaped us into the people we are today. Yeah, and also talking about it as a whole and the impacts that it kind of has on the children that come from broken families and how that impacts you through life and I suppose how you navigate life and how it um, shows up in different areas. So I guess to start with, just for those who maybe aren't sure what a broken family, I guess, really insinuates, the Google definition, <laughs> trusty Google, is that a broken family refers to a family structure in which there's a significant breakdown 
or disruption in the typical family unit. So that can take various forms, including divorce, separation, estrangement, addiction, abuse, or death. So the loss of a family member. So the ways that this can affect the children is obviously emotionally. Um, It can increase stress levels in the home. It can have a sense of loss and abandonment for the children. There can also be behavioral changes in the children. So if they act out, there's withdrawal. Um, There's a lot of different ways that can happen. Lower self-esteem or self-worth, difficulty in trusting others. Um, There's also a huge impact on future relationships, financial stress, education, health, you name it, it keeps going. So there's a lot of ways that broken families impact the the family unit and the individuals involved. So we really wanted to just have a conversation exposing this and talking about our experiences because we know that so many other people also experience this. But even if you haven't come from a broken family yourself, you 100% might be dating someone who has come from a broken family or your friends may have come from broken families and it helps to understand them better and to empathize and to help them along their journey. Yeah, extremely well said, Soph. Um, I think like we wanted to share kind of our experiences first. So uh, me personally, uh, I experienced my family breakdown at the age of 18. So I was just beginning my adulthood and it was a very pivotal moment for me. It kind of happened through, without going into detail, um, a mixture of things and the main ones being uh, infidelity and addiction, and then therefore resulting in a breakdown of my family. And I came from a very strong family unit. We were always Mm. very close. Uh, I had a great childhood. Um, my, my family was a massive part of my identity. Mm. We were a part of a church as well where our family was a massive part of the church I feel like people looked up to us as a family unit as well for various reasons like my, both my parents are amazing um but life happens and people are people and humans so yeah I, I was just about to go into my adulthood and I thought I knew who I was at that point just because, you know, you you have your teenage years and I was a very strong, put together teenager, very secure. And then this happened to me and everything in my whole world and the way I saw everything literally changed. So yeah, that was pretty much like it summed up. And I think that when it happened at that age, it was different for me and my siblings. It it affected us individually in a completely different way, which was really interesting to see. And now looking back as well, it's really interesting to kind of observe um, and how different we all are and the different ways it has impacted us and our family. But yeah, so how about you, Soph? What kind of was your family experience? Yeah, I mean, my breakdown happened when I was 15 so a little bit different in terms of timelines um I think for me it was just a big age of self-discovery yeah um so having my whole identity and core family unit torn down was just I mean it's the worst thing you can kind of think of at that age to happen right like you 
never well I never expected it to happen in my life so it was it was yeah it was one of the hardest things I think I've been through but just to see how it has shaped me into the person I am today and the growth that um that I've gained from it I honestly don't know if anything else would have shaped me the way that it did um in a really positive way but yeah, Eden, I mean, your family were my second home when it was all happening because I wasn't very close to my family back then. So to see your family break down just only a few years after mine was just as hard because it was just confirming all of my disbelief in all of <laughs> the triggers that happen when you, you you go through a family breakdown, right? Um, so, I mean, yeah, and I think you and I have been on a journey together of discovering how it affects us as young adults and how it affects us into our relationships and our thought patterns and our beliefs. And it's really interesting to see how it carries through our lives Um because I don't know if when I look at my friends who have parents who are together, if they see life in the same way. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, it's probably more peaceful. They probably don't have as much head noise. But um, like, is that a good or bad thing? I don't know. Like, I guess only time will tell. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to talk with someone who had a divorce from a really young age, because I could imagine that it would be completely different because their family wouldn't have been such a massive part of their growing up because they would have just known divorce mm. forever. And I think that would be an interesting perspective to have. But I know for me personally, my identity was heavily based in my family. And when I lost that, I didn't know what my values were anymore. I didn't know who I was even when I thought I knew who I was. So I had to go through and rediscover what I actually aligned with. Um, I remember at the time, like, like we left the church that I went to. I didn't want to really go anymore because it just felt so foreign to me. And everyone there knew you as a part of this family. And so it was almost like um, confronting to be there without that. Yep. Exactly. And and I also like put a lot of value into the relationship that I had at the time. So I had my first ever boyfriend. So that like really just took over my life really because you distract yourself in different ways. Yeah. I think something that also is important to kind of touch on is that it impacts your identity and then you have to learn how to not make divorce and a broken family part of your identity anymore exactly yeah you have to navigate your identity for lack of a not to say that a hundred times but you have to navigate through that while also I guess de-navigating through that Mm. because you learn how who you are and where you stand aside from your family and then kind of have to figure out well okay is a part of this actually just me being hurt like is is my are my views that have been altered and changed actually a response to the trauma I've been through or am I just becoming my own person it is a bit of a tricky one to navigate and I think that's why we wanted to talk about it because as we get older and we're you know doing life on our own and 
as adults, it sometimes there are things that come up that's like, oh, okay, I don't actually know if I do stand for that or you know what, I think that might be a bit of healing I need in that area or whatever. So it's an interesting one. Yeah, for example, you could turn around and be like, well, I don't want to get married. Like I don't believe in marriage. Yeah. And you might very well think that, but that also could be something that you're just kind of traumatized by and you're like, well, yeah. it's going to fail anyway. So why would I? Why, even why would I even bother? But also that is making a divorce your life story where that doesn't yeah. have to be the case of your journey. It doesn't have to be um, how your story is written just because you've experienced that um, once before. And I think we touched really well on this in our generational pattern episode because you can break those kind of patterns and it's important to yes. realise what you need healing from. And then what is you just processing and what actually are your values and what how you see the world essentially. 100%. And I think that is really something that I'm experiencing even going through my family breakdown as a young teenager because at that age I remember vividly feeling like I just wanted to neglect every single part of my upbringing I remember being angry about the situation. I remember not trusting my parents and just almost in this rebellious type. My my therapist doesn't like to call it a rebellious stage. <laughs> she said it's not rebellious. You were anyway. So, but, but it was kind of like that because I was just retaliating against everything I knew, um, all the values that had been instilled within me because I was like, well, you guys taught me this, but you guys don't even have it figured out. You guys hurt me and you guys don't know what you're doing and are not the people I thought you were. So I'm going to come out here and figure it out on my own. And I'm just going to make every mistake I want to and just reap the costs because that's going to help me to figure it out by myself. So that was honestly like, and I, I remember thinking it at the time, yeah. that was my mentality um, because I was so young as well. And by the way, I have great relationships with both my parents now and have healed over a lot of this, but this is just a reflective state of where I was when it was happening. But yeah, at the time I was quite abandoned in the process because both my parents were going through so much as individuals. They weren't able to kind of be there for us kids in the ways we probably needed. Um, and so at that time I was very independent there, like I had to learn very quickly how to be alone and how to grow up because I also feel like I, I didn't want them to worry about me. I kind of wanted to show a brave face and yeah, it's, it's just such an intense situation. And I think now as an adult navigating my identity, I'm realizing a lot of those core values that were instilled in me are there. And it's, they're still there and it's actually paying attention to that and relearning that I want people around who bring that out in me because those other characteristics that I may have been feeding into actually don't align with me. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's just a journey of, of healing and understanding yourself um, because I could very easily go down a road that just isn't for example, getting really bitter about the marriage thing or not trusting in relationships and having that happen in your own friendships and relationships. That's something I've had to navigate, especially in the past couple of years and being with um, somebody who was 
had a very stable family unit, it really, it did really help me to overcome that side and be like, no, actually marriage is something I do want and to heal that inner side of me. So yeah, there's always things you're finding out about yourself. I think that's actually one of the positives about um, broken families is you gain such an independence for your life that you tend to figure out what you want and how you see the world a bit maybe a bit earlier than some other people around you um I know like for me personally I like to learn things from other families and other environments I find myself in just because Mm. especially if it's like a boyfriend or a partner you you want to learn about their life so you can kind of assess it and see okay well do I align with that or do I think that that's a positive relational thing or do I think it's a negative and so you kind of dissect things and realize really truly where you stand and where your opinion lies on certain things such as boundaries in a relationship or you prioritize figuring out these things and truly understanding it from a quite a young age I know that's how I was and that that's been my experience because you see the importance yeah yeah you see the importance of it and you like in my past relationship I was very I feel like I feel like you almost are overly sensitive to the relational breakdowns right like if your partner isn't communicating to you in the right way or something you're very hyper aware of it because you it's just in the forefront of your mind all the time because you're trying to avoid that happening Mm. which I don't know if that is a good thing because you're not going to find a perfect relationship and it, it is about you know both of you need to be communicating and working on things together yes well it's attachment styles really exactly it it makes you more anxious in the relationship yeah I think that it definitely impacts the way that you go into relationships quite heavily and I think it's something you need Mm. to be very proactive about even with things like addiction or people who may have experienced quite severe stuff like abuse etc you definitely get triggered by things that probably people who haven't been well definitely people who haven't been through that stuff you get triggered yeah. by it and and it's always in the like you said in the forefront of your mind and so you have to process it and break it down and realize like okay is this just something that I need to heal from or is this actually what I think a problem for an example do I actually think that doing drugs is really bad and I don't want any do with it I don't want anyone I know to be on them or or around me or do I just get like severely triggered around this because of what I've been through so you kind of have to decipher where you actually stand yeah that's a really good point you've raised because it is about actually noticing where you're being triggered I think this is what I've realized because sometimes you might be overreacting to a situation because you're being triggered from it and it's actually it's not as bad as it seems <laughs> for example if you're in a if you're in a social situation you might be really triggered by people drinking which is fair enough because i don't know it, it's had something to do with your story but it's it's actually not healthy to then project your triggers onto the people around you that is something if you're realizing you're being triggered in in a certain area that's your job to notice that and if that means you you need to take a step away from like going out or whatever being around those people that's fine 
you're allowed to do that. But as long as you're working on it actively and finding healing in that, got seeing someone talking it through because and and communicate this to your friends and the people around you because they they should understand. Be like, hey, I'm really triggered by this. I am gonna take a bit of space from this atmosphere and just go and do some inner work because I feel like I need that right now and it's not the best environment for me then they'll understand and they won't be putting you in positions where you're gonna be triggered they're gonna hopefully respect that boundary so it's okay to put those boundaries in place but it is important to work on that because you don't want to in later years have this show up and lash out at your partner because they're doing something that isn't actually bad but it's triggering a response in you so it's just helpful to, I guess, understand where your triggers lie and then address them. Yeah. And it takes time and it takes self-reflection and thinking about what it you've does. actually been through. And I think this is why it's so important to know your friends' stories and to know the people closest to you, like talk about this stuff and actually see how they were raised and things have been through because then it helps you to support and understand them so much better. I also think it shows how much uh, broken families do impact the children though yeah it's crazy you know those triggers and things that come up in future relationships and certain issues that you have to work through i think that this is where the breakdown of a family does heavily impact the children even um extended family members as well i know when my parents divorce it was really hard for my whole entire extended family like really hard yeah. so yeah because you guys knowing your story um you guys really were not only did you have a like I guess in quotation marks stable family but you really were like a lot of other people's I guess home like your family was very generous in in providing for other people so I guess your your breakdown is very unique in that sense of not only did you go through it but it really had a ripple it effect had yeah it had a massive ripple life. effect yeah 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 um and even I felt that like as I said I felt that when I was going through that hard time it impact it you guys really took me in and I you, your family was my family um so yeah it's 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 just such a complicated and unique discussion to be having because every single person's experience with it is so unique. So, you know, your your triggers, your story is going to be completely different to ours. Um, it might not be divorce. It could be something completely different. It could be relational. It could be mental health focused. It could be a death. It could be something completely different. But the way that it affects us is similar because we all have this carried through us and through our lives. So it's important to recognize the effects it has. Yeah. Well, even like um, we have a close, Soph and I have a really close friend that had a um, parent pass away at a young age and even mm. some of the th completely different grieving process but even some of the mm. things we go through mentally uh do align in certain ways yeah um and I know yeah. she would like when we have conversations like she would say that as well but yeah it's so mm. interesting how no matter what it actually was it does come up and it does affect you in your adulthood and the way that you see yeah. relationships and the way you process things and also triggers. Yeah. Mm, definitely. I know we've kind of touched on this, but the way that 
broken families can change your your actual view of the world as well. Um, I think there's some positives to it, if I'm being honest. Like, I know that, as we've said, you and my experience are similar, but a bit different. Like, I know your catalysts were different to mine. My family breakdown was more relational communication focused and and mental health. I had a lot of mental health stuff in my family. Um, there were periods of not from my parents directly, but the lingering years, there was a there was abuse, there was all sorts of different things that were happening. So it's it's really um important for me nowadays to put my mental health first. I'm very big on mental health. I'm very big on the way we speak to people, um, just the way I communicate with my partner, like all of those things are at the forefront of my mind constantly. If I hadn't been through those things, I don't know if I necessarily would would be so conscious of these things. And I think that that is a good thing because hopefully it's going to get me into a healthy relationship one day and I can we can be proactive and work on things together. But I do also think it can taint your view of the world if you don't recognize it because you can run with a really pessimistic view of relationships and of the world in general. And then you can end up hurting someone or people in general and passing it on, which is not what we want. 100%. I completely agree with that. I think that it does have a positive um, light on our view of how we approach things if we handle it the right way and if we don't have that, like you said, so like negative kind of mindset. And I find that in relationships, mm. I tend to look out for things in a kind of emotionally aware way that maybe my partner might not just because I have seen mm. the ramifications of if you don't communicate properly, if you don't um, be honest about everything, if you don't, um, you know, watch out if for you're going out drinking every yeah, weekend like if, if even like, even like yeah. loyalty yeah like um if you you're not aware of where to be loyal and where the boundary is and what the line is because mm. if that crosses slightly you can get into murky waters and then it's a downhill slide from yeah. there I, we've seen it all we've seen it all yeah. and we've seen how breakdowns are so easily um you can easily yeah. get into a breakdown just by the best people end up with the best intentions after 20 years of being married end up in divorces like it's not it's not always the case of oh I've I'm a drug addict and I'm a toxic person and this family is toxic no some really good people get in really shit situations and hurt a lot of people yeah exactly and that's exactly what I think is a positive from the experiences that we've had is that we are now in the position with of hindsight we're in the position of hindsight yeah. to see okay if i um act like this if i work on this then i can achieve like you said hopefully a um mm. person who will partner with me and have a healthy relationship and you can avoid mm. those breakdowns but adding to that i think that the only way that you can really do that and have the experience of coming from a um, broken family impact you in somewhat of a positive way is to really work through the healing and to um, 
just self-reflect and understand what you've been through, but then therefore take action to heal and have it better your life and how you see the world? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, something I'm grateful and I'm always an advocate for, and you'll hear both of us recommend this probably <laughs> time and time again, but I, I did, I'm grateful that my mum like sent me to therapy as things were happening um this 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 happened over my my story kind of happened over a five-year period where I think things were really chaotic and crazy like there was a lot that happened in that um I moved into state several times within those years it was just a lot um that and going to therapy in hindsight was everything I don't think I would be where I am right now if i wasn't kind of forced I wasn't forced I was always like open to it because I was obviously going through a hard time and needed to talk things through so I was grateful for that but um even like counselors and things because I know it can be expensive but there are ways to just talk to people and at the time I didn't love it like sometimes it's hard to find people who uh you connect with or that you feel comfortable to open up to and it is a part it's a kind of a hard process and it can be but even in hindsight those conversations and just me able like being able to just get it off my chest and talk in a room where I wasn't going to be judged was so helpful to the healing journey like so crucial so I do believe if you are going through it or you have been through it and you haven't really sat in that space I would really recommend going to therapy just to talk it through and and process it if anything, it yep. doesn't mean you're going to get fixed, but just processing it is so, so important. Like the acknowledgement and acceptance of the situation is huge. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I saw someone, I think it was even six months later or maybe a year later after it happened and mm-hmm. I saw a psychologist and just what I kind of got to, even just being heard, and having yeah. someone to speak to was was yeah. that was powerful enough for me I think in that time you don't feel like you have anyone who completely understands you around you because yeah what you're going through is so intense so you don't feel like anyone could completely understand so yeah and so I think that's where it is quite helpful to go to a professional because it kind of breaks that barrier um yeah and they're not emotionally involved in the situation like when you're talking to your friends or family like they've got opinions whereas when you're seeing a therapist a counselor a psychologist they're able to break it down objectively and help you see from an outsider point of view which is so helpful um even if you can't don't fully relate to them the things that you are able to talk about are very helpful in the long term yeah and it's validating as well. It validates mm. how what you're going through actually probably is quite tough and yep. that it's okay to be feeling the things you're feeling. Another thing that I um, kind of learnt and that helped with my healing process was finding family members and friends that you do trust talking to as well. Yeah. Yeah, you do need you do need support in your life. Um in whatever means necessary and those people that are around that you trust cling on to them because that's what's going to help you is knowing that you have those people around another massive lesson that i learned coming from a broken family was that life 
happens and life is short and you don't actually know what your life story is going to be. So don't ever get too comfortable because literally you can be so stable and so happy and think that, you know, this is your life and the next minute you have a completely different situation. So I think that's something really important that I learned because you are your number one person and you've got to make sure you're okay because shit happens. Yeah, and look, I think that's something I am struggling with at the moment because I haven't ever seen just firsthand a stable, happy environment last ever. So I'm, and there's something I need to work through in because I have just gotten out of a relationship that to me was my stability. I wasn't like the happiest or ever or whatever towards the end of it, but it was my stability. It was my rock and I thought it was going to last and I, and I poured all of my energy into it for years. And even where I'm living in my house environment, the people that I had surrounded around me, I'm just everything is not as it was right now. And so I'm kind of going through that process right now and it's okay. I am able to handle it. If I hadn't gone through a family breakdown before, I think what I'm going through right now, I would be a shell of myself. But because I know there's light at the end of the tunnel that I am okay just by myself. I've I've established my independence as a person. I'm okay. But the thing that it almost validated in me was security doesn't last that as soon as you're comfortable something bad's gonna happen (laughs) I do know that there are there is happiness for me out there um and that I will find a person that I can have a beautiful life with um yeah it does build resilience though I think which is the positive thing and it does teach you that things will be okay in the end yeah I was about to say it's resilient it builds resilience because you know life is precious and relationships are very precious Mm -hmm. and we know that very well to be true because when you have something that you think is beautiful that's why it is so hard to let go of the idea of it maybe not being beautiful because you've seen how it can like the ramifications of it essentially Mm. so I think that when we have something that might be a sense of stability we really latch onto it Mm. Uh, that is something that is kind of shit I guess because Mm. you crave it because you didn't have it for so long but at the end of the day you really just have to be okay with life changing and and to be on your on your own that it happens and it's okay and that people do leave and that families do break down and not every story is the way it seems and that is just a fact of life like it's not even a negative it's like that is life you don't know that in 20 years your partner who's been unfaithful to you is gonna have a midlife crisis maybe and like not be faithful to you anymore you don't know that yeah and that's something that I think is really hard to come to terms with at first because you kind of you want to be able to trust them and you and maybe if you're secure you do but for those of us who have to really do the work to trust someone like you're gonna have to get there to be like I'm putting I'm trusting you and you don't let me down but the fact is you kind of have to let go of that because you're never you have to realize you're never going to be able to control anyone but yourself and what you need to kind of 
focus more on is stop stop pressuring somebody else to show up in a way that you need and show up for yourself because someone cannot fill that hole that void in you only you can and then if that person leaves or does something stupid you've still got yourself and they don't have you so that's their loss you know what I mean like 100% it really is changing your mindset and it shows you the value of the important things in life as well yeah completely so if I think that um it really does open you up to a lot but it isn't a negative if you do this stuff and you do do the work and you do heal and you do just reflect like there's nothing wrong with it but switching your mindset and making it uh work for you and like you said sorry repeating you again is that like if you are looking after yourself and showing up for you then you can walk out of any situation that life throws at you Mm -hmm. with your head held high yeah and that's what we want what more can you ask for? Like you, yeah. you still have your dignity, you still have your uh, resilience and you're going to get through it. And we've learned yeah. that because we've been through some shit. So yeah. yeah. And it does take yeah. a bit of trial and error too. Like if you don't show up yourself or you do something stupid or you hurt someone, like, okay, learn from it, move on it. So don't, don't beat yourself up about it. Like we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. Like it is what it is, but yeah but also don't cheat (laughs) don't cheat on your partner don't have a marriage breakdown and everything will be cool okay now it's time for asking for a friend our question this week was should you cut ties with toxic family members regardless of blood relation so it was either a yes you should or no you shouldn't so yeah do you have the results? I do. So the results were yes, 81%. No, Ooh. 19%. Nice. Pretty definitive answer. Yeah, usually we get like the 50-50 mark. So it's good yeah. to have a actual opposing opinion. Yeah, opposing here. view. I um I was interested to see what people thought because I actually don't know where I personally stand on this one like really I was thinking I yeah me too for yourself as well yeah because I haven't I'm very fortunate not to have had a family member that's really caused some severe mental health issues to myself or like someone that I've really struggled with and had to cut out like yes I've had family members that you know that have caused harm or whatever but like there's always been love and support underlying that just you know you forgive and you you move on because you're family and I just think like that is my circumstance but I am also very aware and know a lot of people in my life who have had family members who have been really toxic and just only a negative impact in their life yeah I mean I would understand from that point of view, if they needed to cut ties with someone like that. I mean, it's like anyone who, like a friend or anything, you would do that. But it's just interesting as soon as it becomes family because there's always going to be family events or whatever where you might have to see them. It's just, it's a lot harder to actually make that cut. So it's, yeah, pretty, that's why we we also put out a question, which I'll get to in a second, asking 
if you had ever done that and how it went because I was just we were curious to see yeah what what the stories were and how it worked out in the end I suppose but it seems everybody is pretty happy to not happy to cut ties but like believes it's the right thing I think it's easier said than done with family because like yeah. you said that they always come around again um and how to fully cut ties I don't I don't know how it works apart from just like ignoring people um I guess some people like you could message them being like I don't want to see you anymore or something like explain to them do you tell them that you're cutting ties or do you just put boundaries in so you don't have to see them again I don't know like if there's a barbie family barbecue and they're there do you just not go do you ask people not to invite them like I don't know it's just it's it's a very tricky one so I feel like if you are going to do that with someone they would have had to have done something pretty bad or been a pretty bad influence on your life to to get to that point yeah I actually have experienced quite a bit of this in my family because mm. when things like addiction and um alcoholism and things like that get involved there's actual legit reasons for people to cut people out and safety concerns and things like that so I do think it comes a time where it's necessary and I have had conversations with my family members about cutting ties with other people amongst my family um Mm. extended obviously yeah uh and and I think it is a lot easier said than done but it is possible and I think that you do have to communicate it because they need to know why they're not being invited around anymore. And that's I kind of been the as that's kind of been the aspect that I've experienced. And I have wanted to cut family members off before, but just not really known how to. You know, if they don't live in the same city for, as you, it's easy to avoid them. So I think that does help. But yeah. It, it is a hard thing to actually action and I do believe that if you want to properly cut ties, you have to communicate that until maybe you see change. I think it's always healthy to put boundaries in place, but like you said, do the right thing and communicate that because that person deserves to know why it's happening and then it gives them an opportunity to redeem themselves if they want to, but then you've put your boundaries in place and set set that and you can just leave it if they then turn around and want to make it right with you that's their decision so we did have a few people write in and I think the general consensus between everyone was that it is a really hard thing because at the end of the day family is family like even if you do cut them off they're still your family you're still gonna probably see them around again at some point or have something to do with them maybe indirectly maybe not but it's more important to create space for your own mental health and to back yourself I think even on that like it would be even harder for people who have just relational problems like people just being having toxic behaviors Uh, it would be harder for example you hear those stories of people who have like a stepmom or a um, mother-in-law or a father-in-law that gives them a hard time that would be really really hard to cut them out yeah but I think you would have to somewhat try and be like express how you're feeling but in terms of actually cutting them out, way easier said than done to cut your mother-in-law or your father-in-law out. Exactly. And I think in those circumstances, I don't know if cutting out, if it's more relational, 
I actually don't know if cutting out is the answer. I think boundaries and conversations are the answer, but cutting out I think is pretty, um, like if it's going to do more harm than good to cut someone out, I think you should assess the impact. Like if it's going to actually form more negative relationships with other family members and impact other people beyond yourself, I think um, just reassess because you can still put boundaries and protect yourself with that person without fully cutting them out. Would you agree with that or not? Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's hard for us. I think, sorry, one sec. I do agree with it. I think it's hard, especially if we haven't experienced that ourselves because the, the intensity of the situation like could be you know, quite severe. So I think definitely just maybe saying no to going to things and just trying to put those kind of boundaries in place to see them less or to not bring up certain conversations around them, things like that. It's probably the best you could do. One person, one of you guys did write in and say that you have actually done this. um, And the person came back about a year later, apologized and showed effort of change. And now things are actually better after you put the boundaries in place. So I think that that kind of just summarizes everything we said, which is that's the best yeah, case definitely. scenario, I think. They've obviously yeah. come back around and realized and they're wanting to put that effort into change. Um, yeah, I think that's the best case. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, that's all we have time for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening if you got this far. And please remember to follow us on socials and give us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Bye. Bye.